side. Stick out the mandolin and the voice. The whole thing, really. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with me as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast, J.R. Gonzalez. What's up, Jordan? What's up, babe? You look agitated, man. You look a little, a little frustrated. What's going on with you? Uh, it's, it was the most annoying football game I've ever seen in my whole life. No, it's not the most annoying, but um, Patriots lost by a silly of things um brian hoyer should have been never starting fucker <laughs> gave up how do you not score when you're in zero points zero points within the 15 yard red zone you score zero points take a uh a sack at the end of the half to tie the game and he and thought then, he had a timeout to call <laughs> fucking idiot and then he fucking fumbles <laughs> holding the ball too long. Um, I I can't. I mean, you know they, what's funny they about had that? A rough, rough day though, so it's fine. Is uh, I had Cam Newton's been like my like star starting quarterback in fantasy this year, and as soon as he got injured, I had to scramble to pick somebody up like super fast that hadn't played already. So I picked up Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Garbage. You might have just put zero zero and left it at and Cam. Then, and then I lost this week to my fiance, so yeah. <laughs> who doesn't even Garbage. try to play fantasy, and yeah. I do. So I'm um, just I hate it's, that game. It was a tough game. Well, it's so. I mean, Kansas City looked. I mean, Belichick had their number. I mean, if Cam was in there, who? I mean, you don't do what ifs, but I mean, he could at least gotten. I, I'm pretty sure he could at least got those six points. That I'm Hoyer pretty sure the Patriots would have won, dude. Cam would have beat him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. COVID just, can. I, I don't like, yeah. COVID can, which out? is like. You think he went out and I'm party? pretty sure he went out. Or he had probably allowed people to come to his house. I think, yeah, like I'm sure, uh, I'm sure it was just a, a, a inner circle thing. Cause like, you have to think about like, um, every, everybody in his circle. And this is the same for all of us. Like we all have like a, I, I'm sure a group of people, you know, that we've decided, okay, we're going to go through this quarantine with. Well, every mm-hmm. single person within that group has their own group of people. And then every single person within their group has their own group of people. And so I, I, I'm one to kind of feel like if somebody gets it, COVID, I think that it's like the media's first gut reaction to be like, they were being irresponsible. And I'm, I don't really think so. I think that you just can catch that shit. Like, I, I, I don't necessarily feel like it's yeah. immediately a lack of responsibility or judgment i think oftentimes it's just yeah it's the airborne yeah. fucking pandemic man like you can catch that yeah. shit yeah he's, no, I don't uh, think he, he probably has a crazy. really big no and I, i'm pretty a really sure he has what, a big yeah. circle of <laughs> probably has a, a really, really big, big <laughs> circle of people he has Ego. probably a really big yeah no I'm, I'm pretty sure he has more people than probably normal but um it's i mean something would have came out by now if he was out doing some stupid he was just probably you know hanging out like he normally does and yeah um, nothing like the titans who sounds like the titans are having just a giant orgy on their team because they have like 18 yeah. people that tested just positive fucking hanging out week. at barbecues the titans downtown <laughs> whiskey barbecues. i mean it only takes one person <laughs> with inside of the organization to to, to bring to be positive for it to spread to like the whole team yeah 
That's what the Patriots like the worst. surprising. They they only yeah. Won. That's what sucked. Like you, I, yeah. like you're almost kind of hoping that everybody got COVID so they could they could suspend the game. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so it's dark, least, bro. I don't know how I dude, feel about they, it. Dark. They look. Julian looked tired. Balls were flying off his hands. I mean, he was zonked and um, just flying out the same day. It really hurts the wide receivers, and it really hurts, you know. The offense. I mean, they had a, a, a offensive line with two two rookies. On, I mean, it was just um, a ridiculous thing. So uh, they'll take it as a loss. They're two games behind the Buffalo Bills in the East, but Buffalo Bills suck too. They've only played the Jets in Miami. And Beat the Rams. The Rams, but almost let them come back. I mean, they shouldn't have beat so. the Rams. There's a bullshit call. Yeah, I just love. I, I'll let you go on and on as much as you want to talk when the Patriots lose. No, I love a broken-hearted Patriot fan. There's nothing better. I. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's just frustrating because you hold the Chiefs to six points in the first half. I mean, this is supposed to be the new dynasty, right? Coming out, and you hold them to six points. I mean, six points almost in three quarters. Like that's mm-hmm. almost insane to do that. Mm-hmm. And and then you you're. Lose. And then you Hoyer. And then it. you lose. Yeah, and then you fucking Brian Hoyer. I I was like, get him out, out, out before the because his balls fourth. were going. They pulled him. Yeah, but his ball, like he was throwing footballs way over people's heads, you know. And those, it was just like he's not. No, get him out All of right. there. All right. Well, yeah, we're done. That was a fun trip down a miserable lane in no, Boston. Let's move on to our no, third host, published author and waterfall chaser. Zach hey Barlow, yo. how you living, Z? Hey yo. I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, you know, it's been a it's been a wild ride for me as I as I follow very closely this NBA final series. Closer than any series I've ever followed in my life. Did and you hedge your bet? I did hedge my bet. And nice. um but what's funny about hedging the bet that I may have um miss in informed in a previous episode <laughs> is that in order to hedge you have to bet more you have to bet more oh. you have to put more money you on bet different your winnings things. but you haven't won yet I, I did not cash out and instead i elected to ride the train uh longer and i also bet on other things and um hedging is all about uh, making sure that you try to make it so no matter what happens you come out in the black so i bet on Obviously, the Heat winning the entire thing. Then I put a bet on the Lakers winning Game 7, specifically Game 7. Then mm-hmm. I bet on the series going to six or more. So the only way... I, I've positioned myself for a deep series. So the only way that I can lose everything, which is more than initially the original bet, because I have bet more <laughs> in this, let me remind you, is if the, seri- if the Lakers either sweep, which now we know... They're not going to, which, nope. but goddamn, was that a scary fucking start for your boy? They were dominating. Or, or if the Lakers gentlemen sweep, which is a five-one, uh, yeah, or yeah, four-one, 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 uh, win. So if the series goes to five, or if the series ends in four, I lose everything. Anything else after that, I'm in the black. So. I just need the Heat to win one more game. That's all I need. That's all I need. Situations like yours are how Caesar got his palace in Vegas. <laughs> They're just like, I'm almost there. Let's throw a couple I'm more hundred. Almost there. I'm almost there. No, but I gotta say, um, God, Jimmy Butler's a god. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught that last game, but 
This dude had a 40-point triple-double with LeBron James guarding him the whole time and talking shit to LeBron. Oh, man, it was, it was glorious. It was the best. So I'm on a high right now, but trust me, this is a rare occurrence in this finals because normally I've just been real sad. and, and uh, <laughs> So it's great. I'm doing good. How are you, man? Real, real sad. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, just mention what we got coming up this week. So this episode's going to drop on Wednesday. And then uh, two days following, we're going to have our showdown with Hops Geek News, uh, a friend podcast of ours. Um, Matt and Lauren from Hops News started their podcast. So they're similar to us. They break down local craft beer and talk about comics, um, but they're mostly based on the East Coast. Well, Matt's in Idaho, Lauren's in Florida. So we're doing a comic book trivia showdown live stream to go to support the charity of Red Cross that supplies the help to um, remedy the wildfires on the West Coast. Um, so we've got some great sponsors, uh, Pyramids on board. We got 49th State Brewery up here in Anchorage. We've got Midnight Sun up here in Anchorage. Um, and then we got Edge Brewing in Boise. They're all supporting this. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, we're going to dominate shit. Um, obviously. It's, it's me and Zach versus Lauren and Masso. It's, uh, we, we don't have our secret weapon, JR, but he's uh, hosting the event, so he'll be on there with us. Which is super um, unfortunate, so but it's okay. It's very unfortunate. It's okay. It's gonna, like, We're going to be like our, Jimmy Butler. Uh, we don't need our best player, you know? We're just going to. Yeah, he is. I'm pretty sure he's their best player, but. Uh, uh, well, I would argue. We're damn. like the Heat without Jimmy Butler now. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know what that makes you and me, but. Let's uh, giddy up. Let's do it. Um, but this episode, we're talking uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History, which I've been very excited to talk about for years now. Well, really, since it came out. Uh, it's created by Paul Shear, who is uh, an iconic comedian, one of my favorites. And uh, we're also going to be drinking some local beer from the great state of Washington. Uh, so before we go into the story, let's dive into Ellensburg, Washington with our beverage breakdown. So today, we're drinking a staple from Washington. If you think craft beer in Washington, what's the first beer that comes to your mind, Z? Uh, Lucille. Lucille? Okay. Yeah. In Georgetown? Yeah. That's a staple. Yeah, I guess... Look at that. Look at that beautiful... Yeah, dude. Right that's, there. That's, mm. that's gorgeous. So, Lucille's definitely a Georgetown favorite. I think when I thought of craft beer, like... Not craft beer, but I guess just like a, a little local staple. I think of like Manny's. Manny's is at almost every bar in Seattle. Mac and Jack. You got, uh, Mac and Jack. Mac and Jack's at every one. bar in Seattle. Yeah. And then not as big, but Irish Death is up there. Yeah. Um, people usually know Irish Death if you're in Washington, and it's because it's just it's just Rose to Fame. And so we're honoring Irish Death from Iron Horse Brewery in Ellensburg, Washington today. And so the history of Iron Horse. Um, it was founded by Jim Quilter in 2004. So if you look on the Irish Death can, it's called Quilter's Irish Death. Um, and Greg Parker and his father, Gary, and his buddy Ross partnered with Jim in 06 and then eventually purchased the brewery from Jim in 07. Um, but they still honor Jim to this day with Irish Death because Quilter's was his beer and was kind of the staple and the OG of the brewery. And so the legend lives on. Um, they built a brand based off taking risks to get what people want. So uh, they're they're more risk takers than the casual brewery. Um, the Irish Death is seven point eight percent ABV. So have you had it before, Z? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and throw it back here. 
But the nose gives it a little bit of a little bit of chocolate, a little roasted chocolate. And then it's got like a mocha head. The head's not very big, very thin. And if you look at it through the light, it's almost got like an a reddish brown to it. It's almost like it's like a really, really dark amber, which is not what I was expecting. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. So this is actually my first time having Irish Death. Oh wow, cool. Um, I've always known what it was, but uh, never pulled the trigger. And I was always intimidated because I thought it was gonna be like a stout or a porter, which had never been really my cup of tea. But this is really, besides visual appearance, it's nothing to nothing like a, a stout. I mean, it, it has a sweetness to it, a subtle sweetness, but it's really only on the front of the tongue, and then it dries off in the back. And it's incredibly light. Like I would almost consider this an amber more so than a porter if i had to kind of it's called a dark smooth ale but if i had to you know simplify it i'd almost call it an irish amber which mm. it's got a little bit of chocolate to it but it's got that amber light malty feel so i'm a huge fan and the best part is it's almost eight percent and it does not taste like it. it is not as heavy as i anticipated so this will get you drunk and it'll get you there quick and you won't even know it's coming so jr's favorite when jordan gets drunk and not expects it <laughs> Yeah, that's like a. I feel like that's an Irish death kind of. Um, um, the superpower of the Irish death is that it, it looks intimidating and it looks like like it's gonna be super heavy, but it's really not. It's it's so much lighter than you think it's gonna be, and um, I kind of feel like that's its niche and and probably one of the reasons why it's become so popular in Washington. Yeah, yeah. So if you're ever in Washington or if you live in Washington, and you haven't tried it. Highly recommend it. Everybody loves it for a reason, um, and. I think you'll enjoy it. So when we go into the story of Cosmic Ghost Rider, we've been we've been doing some heavy episodes uh, previously. A lot of it's been based around Chadwick Boseman, obviously, because it was such a you know an, an icon that that passed and so we wanted to honor him appropriately um but we didn't want to we wanted to kind of spice it up a little bit and have some fun again because with heavy hearts come heavy episodes and we want this one to be light just quick fun and and just a little goofy and that's exactly what what uh paul Shear brought to cosmic ghost rider so let's all sit crisscross applesauce while jr kind of breaks down what cosmic ghost rider is uh cosmic ghost rider is a funny i guess interpretation of the marvel <laughs> universe um it, i guess <laughs> i guess um it it literally it's literally just flips it on its head i mean you've got um, i was surprised but you have the punisher as the cosmic ghostwriter and when he when they say cosmic ghostwriter that means the herald has cosmic powers has you know og stuff can travel through time so what this story does is follow him through his i would say bs back in time to himself which is frank castle before frank castle became the punisher became you know you know his kids were alive his family alive and i think in hopes to save his family from the obvious tragedy that created the punisher mm-hmm. um and in and along the way he tells stories of and inputs himself into these iconic first appearances you know main drops of storylines you know he 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 jumps into uh, my favorite ones are the spider-man ones they made me laugh the whole fucking time um uh, i mean he fights uh uh, you know just 
absolutely insanity throughout the whole thing and he's creating you know him like i said he inputs himself and so it just follows these things um and, and he tells it to his you know his daughter his son his wife you know he's uncle fred frito or whatever and tells it to you know the punisher himself um there's really not a lot to the story other than a laugh um there's some really funny panels in there mm -hmm. um so it's very lighthearted. um but you know that's pretty much you know the story you know without giving too much away but you know i posted some panels on our our, our little communication that we have slack and um anytime i do that that's because it's a really funny panel <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's some good humor in it it's very interesting it's basically yeah like jr was saying just taking iconic moments and putting a ridiculous comedic spin on it and i love the dynamic of how it was delivered where he's telling the story to his you know he's pretending to be the uncle but telling the story to his daughter about what happened here and uh walking himself through his older self through what happened here and like his stories seem so exaggerated you don't really know if he's telling the truth or not and he's basically this just OP sarcastic like beast that just goes through and just has fucks around. Saves it's, a day every time. Yeah, in every yeah. Story. yeah. It's like he, yeah. He, he like Loki makes all the stories about him and how great he is. <laughs> yeah, and he talks about how he got like uh, he quit the Fantastic Four in the first book, but really they kicked him out because he was just murdering people. Oversights <laughs> 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 like, oversteps that one, or it just makes characters that you look up to like so much more in his eyes so weak and just pathetic like the whole thing about how silver surfer wanted to be the herald so galactus would like him and be his friend like that's his whole motivation <laughs> he's like i just want him to like me man what do i have to do or the spider-man man, man spider-man was such a bitch in that spider-man version there's like the whole mary jane bullshit like he made it sound so soft and how he's like he's he's cool but he's kind of a little bitch like <laughs> he's just so blunt with his delivery it was it was a freaking fun read one of the questions I had when I was reading it is throughout the the book, there's a character that shows up that basically acts as like the time police officer that makes him, you know, ultimately, um, you know, without giving too much away. Yeah, there's a time police officer and there there are consequences for him going back in time. And that's kind it's of the watcher, the watcher. Can you tell yeah. me more about that character? Is is he like a powerful character or I've never seen that character before in any in any comic? I think they. I think he he's like a, a giant Celestial. baby. Yeah, and he has his name is like uh, Utah or Utua or something like that. And basically, you see him in um, uh, like uh, when the Avengers he was in fight. Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. The, like when he fights Thanos, and you know he. And basically, what he's oh, supposed to do he? is just obs observe. Oh, he what's was. Happening. Yeah. Oh shit! He what he was like made out of stars in that, wasn't he? Like I remember Uatu is his name. Uatu. Yeah. 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 Okay, so he's he's basically in charge of making sure the timelines don't get too fucked up. Yeah, and every once in a while he interferes. Like every like every so often he just says, "Okay, I have to interfere here." But his job is to just watch and basically he's what you call like a script, right? Where he just kind of writes down or categorizes history and um that's why like the ghost rider can go back in time because he's fucking with it right he's fucking with everything mm -hmm. um and so that's why he's in play on this because he shouldn't be <laughs> he shouldn't be mess it's the silliest punisher i've ever seen in my whole life out of all the reads I've <laughs> i ever know read, too read, yeah i was thinking it's like too. punisher meets deadpool is like yeah the, the vibe that's, for sure he it was just uh just, at yeah. times a little ridiculous but i mean he that's who that's who he is he's what they call the watcher yeah and i think there's a b there's several of them but i think that's like the famous one i think Word. i remember right 
Okay. Yeah. And he went he went through and like his his whole he was very impatient. Like he's just trying to get to the part where his family was murdered so he could save his family. And yeah. he had to go through all this other stuff to like get up to that point. And he was just like, I'm not gonna like this is what's gonna happen. This guy's gonna show up. I'm gonna kill him so we don't have to go through all this bullshit and then we'll move forward. And so he's like speeding up the timeline because he already knows what's gonna happen in his own way. And the watcher's just like watching him do all this stuff. But then it comes to a point where all of his, you know, decisions, you know, come to a peak where like he has to make a decision at the end. Like this, like this is all because of you. Like there are consequences to your actions, which I didn't know was going to come. I mean, I, I obviously in a normal story it could, but in a story that's as ridiculous as this, I didn't know if there would be any consequences. And yeah, it turns out there are. <laughs> it's hilarious. I mean, when he becomes a Phoenix, so he he's like <laughs> the, the cosmic ghost rider literally uh, saves the x-men and becomes a phoenix and just basically uh sums up gene gray as a, a tentum tantrum you know it's kind of sexist a little bit he's like <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly sexist i love how he he refused to mutants as like puberty like they're just going yeah. through puberty like they're, they're, they're just fucking little kids and they're Finding new parts about themselves they didn't know existed, and like it's just it's whatever. Like it's, I love how I love how he treated place. Wolverine too. I feel like a, yeah. a lot of the takes on Wolverine is always like, oh, he's like so fucking tough and serious, and he was just like, shit, sit down, shut up. Like they they would like beef, and he was just like, uh, uh-uh, not fucking with you, man. Get out of here. <laughs> so I was wondering, Jr. Has Wolverine and Ghost Rider not obviously not Cosmic Ghost Rider because Cosmic Ghost Rider is ridiculously OP, but have Ghost Rider and Wolverine ever faced faced off? Uh, probably. I mean, there were, there used to have, um, like these, uh, verses a lot, you know, like, in fact, they used to put them on cards, you know, X-Men, Wolverine versus Ghost Rider. I think there was a Wolverine versus Ghost Rider, um, somewhere along the line. Um, but I mean, that was like 90% of my and Zach's conversations at 3am after a house party was who would be who in this. Yeah. No, just who and who. And then we would just Uh, battle to the, that's pretty much how this podcast got born indirectly. (laughs) Um, yeah. How how yeah, powerful know. is Ghost Rider like generally? Is he like that he's powerful? Pa- like is powerful. Cos- Cosmic Ghost Rider that far away in power level from normal Ghost Rider? Because I thought Ghost Rider uh, was pretty OP originally. He is, you know, because he can. He's it's more like um, religious based, you know, like earthly, heaven and hell type of powers, right? Like he can manifest a lot of things he can bring up the dead you know all that kind of stuff but now Mm. you add a cosmic power and you take that out to the universe Mm -hmm. and you know he's pretty strong um he can time travel obviously he can he's like he's unbeatable in a lot of scenarios i think even though he was joking around um you add all those heaven and hell powers to and then you add above you know with cosmic powers kind of the hair like you know he had powers just like silver surfer Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so and silver surfer is pretty strong i know a lot of people don't like him but he's pretty Fuck everybody likes him but zag Fuck silver um, surfer. so is does does ghost rider have a weakness i remember watching like the i never read a ghost rider comic but obviously i've seen nick cage crush it in that role and he just like eats bullets and like shoots them back at you like i don't see what his weakness is his weakness is who he is as a person like his inability to control himself is his weakness like um i mean he has to fight the devil and stuff like that too so i mean his 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 ability he's cursed and he's owned basically as a ghostwriter i mean just like in the movie yeah. um, and as you go i've read books where i mean he's literally by him the book is about about himself like he hasn't fought anybody he's just writing he's trying to get away from what he's done in the past he's a little bit like the hulk in that manner um mm. but you 
there's a reason you don't see him that often in other books because he can probably handle I mean he's not as strong as a Hulk but you're not going to kill him you know because he's already kind of dead so that movie was basically a, a, a biography of Nick Cage the actor Ghost Rex yes. that sounds a lot like Nick Cage's actual life it's, yeah it's exactly that's exactly yeah. all uh, exactly just like riding on a motorcycle at night smoking cigarettes fighting trying demons to, in his head trying to yeah, trying to cope with his past Elvis actions albums. yeah that's all <laughs> just regretting all the movies he's made for money and listening yeah. to elvis albums that's all Go no regrets right there. no regrets he sets the bar bro guys a psychopath in the best way possible so he's so so he's kind of like silver surfer where his only weakness is like his his ball and chain like what he's tied down to yeah yeah, I've never seen any book. I mean, he's lost before. You can snuff out his fire. You know, I've I've seen that before. But usually, mm. he's like not paying attention. I mean, he's got the um the penance there, which is pretty, pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's cool. How they perceive that in the movie, where like he just makes the guy go insane just by like staring into his eyes. Yeah, um, and he he drags demons back to hell. I mean, so he's you know it's pretty awesome in that matter. I've 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 liked Ghost Rider in the past. I love the you know aspect of. One is his design is amazing, you know. Um, he looks fucking dope. Yeah, yeah. and I've seen a statue with about the co- uh, cosmic Ghost Rider, and he, I mean he's got like a helmet on. I mean it's hilarious, but fun, uh, great at this time time with you know the flaming skull. Yeah. So yeah, what do you Nazi think about the art? That was great. Yeah, when he's Red Skull and he he only knows one word and it's Kazintite. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. And then like the um, fire starts like melting the paint off slowly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah dude um i thought the art in the beginning was better than it than it did ended up like in the middle um and sometimes what happens in these trade books or i read it on i actually had to buy the uh digital is they stretch out the page or they stretch out the the image you know what i mean and i felt like some of that was happening maybe compared to like in the comic book um but there was times where I felt like the the facial stuff and the you know anatomy was stretched out quite a bit, and it kind of looked funny to me. But I like the like I would say the first three issues the art was fit the the mold, right? Fit the storyline, and then it got a little goofy in the middle, and then I think they kind of returned back to maybe the way it was at the end. So yeah, that's okay. It was not the worst. We've seen way worse. <laughs> okay, so in the beginning it says where he gets his gifts, kind of. Uh, so Frank Castle does a deal with the devil to become Ghost Rider, makes a deal with Galactus to get the power cosmic. And then it says he makes a deal with Thanos, but I don't know what he got from Thanos. Was that the time travel piece or did you get like the time stone from him? I don't, did they mention that in the book? I mean, that's, that's a storyline I think they created. So I've never seen that in the past. Um, cause this is the, uh, cosmic Ghost Rider that, that this is brand new. It's not like he's been the cosmic Ghost Rider before. So right, right. I don't know. I just, I've never read anything else with that. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if he got any powers from Thanos, but I do remember them talking about how he worked for Thanos for a time and did some like dark shit that, that he wasn't like super proud of. But I don't know. Okay. But that's that's like how, as far as I read into it. I don't know if he like got anything from it. Yeah. I mean, there's other stories with other writers. I, there's a Donny Cates, um, which is he's the hottest writer right now in Marvel with um, him in there. And that might be in there. Uh, on why he did all that stuff, but oh, an- another cosmic ghost writer, but it's not destroying history. Yeah, yeah, history. They, yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird title because usually you get like a title run and a story arc with like a writer and a and an artist, right? And you go through six or seven issues, and they kind of follow this line. With this, they kind of did like several different titles, and um, 
with different writers all over with different like completely different stories you know what i mean like separate yes so, so is donny really cates weird. the hottest the hottest writer in marvel and I, I i've heard you mention his name before although i don't think yeah. we've read anything from him yet i'm sure we will soon he's working on cosmic ghostwriter as well right now he had i don't know i don't think he's working on it right now last year or the year before when it came out he was he did a, a little series like six issues like this book you know there's like six issues that okay. he did for for cosmic ghostwriter i've seen the book i've never grabbed it um so but i've also seen other i've seen three different writers i think total i think i've seen with different you huh. know scenarios now you're saying writers or writers because writers this is a difficult story to to mix up that word okay let me let me ask you this put your put your marvel exec hat on jr if you were marvel exec why would you want this to happen to a character why would you say (laughs) yeah dude let's like get a bunch of like not i won't say random but different writers and artists to do different shit on the same character and then let's all release it within the same six months or a year like is there any because to me i'm i'm hearing this and i'm like is this like a lapse of kind of involvement from any decision making perspective because i just feel like that's not good for the character like i don't see a positive there and if you do like help me understand why that would happen um my biggest thing with being a not necessarily ghostwriter ghostwriter storylines are hard enough because like i said he really is alone a lot of times and he's kind of like you guys read that um hellblazer right with john constantine hellblazer mm-hmm. yeah so where he's he's really not fighting a like a lot of like super villains or a lot of you know he's fighting you know demons and he's fighting and so ghostwriter is similar in that fashion mm-hmm. because he doesn't i mean yeah he'll jump into the marvel universe every once in a while but and, but he has his own small enemies himself. Mm. And then and then big time space stories alone, like Silver Surfer or even the Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy did not do well for a long time until the movies came out. So now you're trying to add in two stories that might not um, have laying, you know, uh, longevity to them. So mm-hmm. let's mix it up. I think this is would be my thing. Let's mix it up. Let's throw it into several different writers. Let's come up with like a, a little mini event about it. And if it if it does great, that's great. If it doesn't, you know, uh, at least we don't have a on like a contract with an ongoing guy. We don't have to cancel it I and then see. waste a bunch of money um, on an ongoing series. Because okay. once you get an ongoing series, you have to wait. The, the book is done like three or four months prior to release date, I think. Even a year. I've seen him hold up to a year. So now you're going a whole year writing all these stories. You have a contract. You're paying this writer. You're paying this artist, and now you're stuck for at least six to ten issues. So almost a year and a half worth of writing. And so now you get to kind of have fun with it, test a bu- and who knows? They might be testing. They might have been testing out Donny Cates because I didn't hear about Donny Cates till last year, mm-hmm. and until he did Venom. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been around, and so maybe they're testing Donny Cates out. Maybe they're testing Paul Shear out. Hey, let's see how well these guys can write. Yeah, let's throw them in this mix of, yeah. of cosmic ghostwriter i mean silver surfer doesn't have a run either that never lasts a long time they're just yeah. gonna do a random short story every yeah. once in a while because if anything takes like let's say this cosmic ghostwriter all of a sudden just catches fire and it's like flying off shelves then you can just be like oh yeah dude this is we're gonna make this a, a story you know like and then yeah. you can start doling it's, out contracts yeah yeah it's not like the hulk or you know spider-man like right when they redid the immortal hulk i mean that wasn't really taking a risk you get alex ross you get a high 
I mean, Alex Ross is the highest paced artist cover in the world. I mean, he gets, I don't know how much he gets per cover. So you get the highest paid art uh, cover artist. Then you get an it's amazing like a sure writer. Thing. Like you, yeah, it's a slam so you dunk. know. Yeah, so why not get all your players, draft all your players, put them in this book, and you know you're going to have a, a two to three year run at minimum and make money off of that. Cosmic Ghost Rider, you're shooting in the dark. Cosmic Ghost Rider is Cam Newton on a one year million dollar contract. Mother. Yes. Yeah. If, <laughs> low risk, that, low reward. Or low risk, high reward, you know? I mean, yeah, it's, it's fucking. Co- one per- <laughs> one COVID guy dunks. gets COVID. <laughs> uh, one, guy. one guy that you kind of need. One so, fucking. God. So it sounds like Ghost Rider is kind of a victim to that theory where the the villain makes the hero. You know, like a great villain makes a great hero. Yeah, anti hero. Yeah, Punisher is an anti hero too. Right, yeah. but like, who's this? Like, like Spider Man has you know so many villains. Green Goblin. Oh yeah, he, he has a pantheon of villains. Batman has obviously Joker and Batman. Yeah, and, another but, pantheon. Yeah, yeah. But Ghost Rider has like that's that's similar to how I felt about Hulk. I always I always get bored with the Hulk story. Besides Immortal Hulk, which is fantastic because he's his own villain. But uh, Hulk, like everything he fights, seems to be a bizarro version of himself, which is not very exciting. Yeah. And Ghost Rider is almost like 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 I think Constantine is a great com- comparison because Constantine was fighting various demons, but nothing that really was something you could relate to or understood or already knew previously before you read it or stood yeah. out. I think I think sometimes you don't always have to relate or understand to a villain. But I think the thing about Spider Man and Batman is that the villains stand on their own. Like we all know yeah. who the Joker is. We know who Penguin is. We know who Doc Ock is. We know who fucking Green Goblin is. Like these guys are just are their own. Like they could carry a story by themselves almost. And I feel yeah. like the thing with Constantine is that it was like, you know how like when you watch a movie and the credits run, and after you watch like the credits for like forty five seconds, you start getting like the character names start to drop off, and then it, it's like goon number one, goon number two, goon number three. <laughs> Like dude I with like, hockey stick. Exactly. I feel like that that's the villain of of Constantine. It was just like Demon One, Demon Two. Like they, none of them stood out. They're all just random kind of could have been faceless entities that he fought. And I feel like uh, I mean not I, I I haven't read a Ghost Rider book, but and in, in this book we I mean we can't even really touch on it in this book because this book was so fucking off the wall. Like I don't even know who they the incorporate was. all the big names. Yeah, in this all book. the big names was in this as one. a but farce. I, yeah. If the, if if the villains for Ghost Rider are similar to the villains in Constantine, that could be a problem. Where the none of yeah. them stand out; they're all goon number one, goon number two, and goon number three. Yeah, and I can't even think of a, a villain for besides the devil for um, Ghost Rider. I'm trying to think. What, I mean, what about, I've seen uh, I've seen him with Blade before, huh? Isn't Dor- is Dormammu the name of that like? I mean, Dormammu that... started in the X Men though, so I mean. Yeah, and because he's an astral plane kind Mephisto? of demon. Mephisto is another version of the devil. Because I, I think I think, I think he started gave it. Him his power, wasn't it? Um, I can't remember if he gave him his power. It's always been the devil. I mean, he's considered the devil. So he the devil he signed the D. You know, so yeah. But, uh, I'm trying to think of where Mephisto uh first appeared. Um. He definitely probably did in that not Black have... Panther comic we read <laughs> for the Black Panther episode. Yeah. Uh, that? I, don't... I got I got yeah. a list of the, the top Ghost Rider villains. Let's hear it. Are you ready? I'll I'll do I'll do five if you got it's it's like a sixteen list. I don't think we need to read them all. I'll do like the five. If you guys want me to go to ten, just let me know. All right, villain number one. Blackheart. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. All right. JR shrugging his soldiers. That's number one yeah. <laughs> on the list. He looks pretty oh, cool. No. All right, villain number two, Zarathos. 
Uh, Zarathos looks exactly like Ghost Rider, just with different colors. Okay. I love when they do that. It's like the. It's the, like the whole. There's, like a, there's yeah. like a there's like a version of Captain America. He's called um. God, it, it, he looks the exactly like Cap- Captain Russia. Isn't he the <laughs> no, Russian one? No, no. There's a, a besides, that's one too, but there's another one where his colors are exactly the opposite. So like he has gray <laughs> instead of blue. So it's Bizarro Captain America. Yeah. Villain yeah, number three. Really- Lilith, mother of demons. All right, we're 0 for 3. Sounds we're 0 cute. for 3, America. Villain number 4, Blackout. Dude, that's my kind of villain. Sounds dope. <laughs> God, Jesus. That doesn't sound familiar at 0 all. 0 for I mean, the 4. Mi- all right, yeah. here we go. We got this one. Villain number 5, Scarecrow. What? <laughs> that's, that's a completely dope. different Scarecrow than the popular one. No. Is it? Uh, yeah. let's see. Oh, let's it's see, DC. See. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, it is. This is Marvel. All right, I'll quickly go through, um, six through ten. Uh, six is Death Ninja. Seven Not is Mephisto. Favorite. We've already touched on Mephisto. Hey, there Eight he is. Eight is Death Watch. Death Watch. Death yeah. Watch. I have a comic. You know I actually Watch. have a comic book of Death Okay, Watch. so we know Death Watch. Nine is Zadkiel. The f- okay. I'm gonna name my kids And Zadkiel. ten is... Centurius the Soulless Man. No. Okay. Sounds depressing so, as fuck. Yeah. So Cosmic Ghost Rider villains, man, they, they're not... Well, I'm not saying we're experts, villains. but we, we do read a lot of comics, and, and I will say JR is an expert, and if he's 2 out of 10, then those villains... I'm not an That's expert. So hard. I feel like they were just making up names. They're like, Death Ninja. Let's just, you know... Well, I'm sure these are some religious, they have some religious, like, ties. Like, I'm sure these are some, like, ancient definitely. names. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. some demonic I undertones. Centurious the Soulless Man, the first three words in his, in his who is he? In ancient times. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Somebody found a book buried in fucking yeah. Israel, and they just the dusted it off and The best part about Ghost Rider out. is Ghost Rider. That's it. He's, on, he's a fucking uh, a flaming skull head on a hog. So insert him into every other big character's stories and just let him fucking run rapid. So that, that that's probably <laughs> where this idea came from. He has no exactly. no people that in his stories that people will relate to, but he'll relate to everyone else and just fuck it up. Let's just and say, hey, fuck! If I can't be anything cool, let me just jump in everything else that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and give Paul Shear the reins and see how he has fun with it. So that's my next question: what What were your thoughts of Paul Shear's comic writing debut? Uh, from my, I thought it was hilarious. I, I love. I mean, the the banter and the um the writing was it was very smooth as, as comedic. I I think sometimes it's really harder to write a comedy type of comic book than it is to write a serious one. You know what I mean? Like dark and you know mysterious. You get like a monologue. You get all like all Zach Barlowy. Yeah. 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 Um. But I feel like with a comedy one, you gotta got you gotta have a like great zingers. You gotta have you know great setup um and if you don't you just fall short and you're not laughing and then you got to have the art match so i i thought paul sure did i mean it was great i liked it i mean um for for what it was i i thought it was funny i mean i was laughing i was laughing out loud lll i um i feel like this is getting into like our our thoughts like are we going into craft or trash or am i just supposed to like keep this into the you can just you can just give your opinion on on his his writing and then we can go into craft or trash like yeah yay or nay um yay. i yay i thought it was charming uh, i thought it was unoriginal and i thought that um <laughs> there it, is. it was deadpool like i yeah i just i, I agree you know what i mean like yeah. i think that 
yeah, was it a good time? Sure. Was it light and like a nice kind of uh, change of pace? Because as Jordan kind of mentioned in the top of the episode, like we have been dealing with like heavier topics for sure. And that was, it was a fun read. Um, am I going to read this again? Probably not. Am I going to forget it? Probably. Uh, it's, it's, it's Deadpool. It's Deadpool and it's unoriginal. And it, you know, I, I don't think you have to like be Deadpool to, to write a funny comic. I mean, there's been plenty of original funny comics. Um, kick-ass I would say is one of the examples that come to my mind. That comic is hilarious and it's not Deadpool. Um, so I was just kind of, yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Was was it memorable or original in any way? No, not to me. Also, I I'm consistent in my like hatred for the power cosmic. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I really do. Yeah, it makes do, it dude. so uninteresting yeah, to me. Like the characters are just so like OP. There's no weakness. They can do whatever they want. They can time travel. They just do all this shit. And it's for me like I don't know. Like I'm I'm drawn to characters that have relatability and if i see nothing in that character that is even remotely close to anything relatable i lose interest very quickly so uh that's another kind of dig for me totally totally get that all right well let's go into crafter trash so you pretty much gave your stint there if there's anything else you want to add z you can but uh what's your rating uh i gave it a three (laughs) wow Wow! Yikes! Do you guys okay. think that's too low? Like what? No, I mean so that's what trash. Give it trash. So if, now we opinion. know it's going to be a successful movie, but um... <laughs> so it's definitely yeah, going to be do. a successful movie, bro. Wow! <laughs> yeah, we do. Wow! <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. It's going to blow up in the in the non theaters. <laughs> All right, I'll go. I'll go next. Um, I totally hear what Zach's saying, and honestly, so I, I. I am not. I'm not I surprised agree. by your thoughts, and I don't disagree with them. I, I I like that they addressed it though because he did run into Deadpool in the X Men story and Deadpool was like <laughs> you're just copying me bro like you're just doing what I'm doing the only thing you're not doing is breaking the fourth wall and he's like what the hell are you talking about and then he just kept going on with the story so like they did address the elephant in the room because I think everybody's like yeah it's fucking the same character going through breaking timelines being a sarcastic asshole fucking everything up that's that's Deadpool that's what we love him for um, I I think that. Paul Shear was given this challenge. I don't know if I don't know the story behind it. I don't know if Paul Shear had this idea and brought it to Marvel, or if Marvel was like, "Hey, Paul Shear, we have a story we want you to write. Make it funny." And if that was the case, I think he did a good job. I think he did a funny character. It was witty, and the zingers were pretty funny. I like how they portrayed the characters. They didn't hold back on worrying about branding. Like they made fun of literally every major character in it, which I was I was happy with. But I do think that it was a little eh, unoriginal because it was basically Deadpool as Ghost Rider. Um, So I did give it a seven because I thought it still was funny and I thought it accomplished what it wanted to. It wasn't trying to be deep. It wasn't trying to be heartfelt. It wasn't trying to show challenges in the character. And there was a decision ultimately he had to make. And I thought it was a pretty cool way how they portrayed that. And I like the ending. So Um, it wasn't great, but it was fun and light. And it was exactly what I expected. Popcorn flick. Popcorn. JR. Um, I, I agree with both of you. Um, I mean, it made me laugh. It kind of, uh, uh, there was like little hot spots in there that totally, like I said, LOL for sure. 
but um you love the venom in the spider-man yeah yeah uh but i I, i'm kind of with zach a little bit you know i did see a lot of similarities that i've seen before um i know it is a challenge to write a comedy comic book like it's not easy to do that so i mean you got to give him some props for that um but i i gave him a i was thinking a six the whole time um and seven anything above a 6.5 or seven is you're you're from what we've read and enjoyed i mean i enjoyed it but i'll never read it again you know so i'll never like um i bought it recommend it to to friends to our listeners if you know what you're getting into i think so i think you know it's a good book to say hey if you want a light read this is a good book i will tell you it did piss me off a little bit that he that they were inserting him in so many universes or so many stories you know what i mean like just to to kind of play off of that but um i was thinking like who the fuck is this guy jumping in these stories <laughs> getting all <laughs> possessive of your like, marvel story who do you think you are <laughs> i mean making fun of uh spider-man that way i mean <laughs> uh, all heart all heart peter parker but um yeah i mean I, w- I i could go lower i just think below a five isn't fair just because i know it's hard work and um not easy it, you don't see a lot of comedy comic books for a reason it's not easy so um i i think a six is a fair number didn't throw me I don't know if I would recommend it to people. I would say, hey, it's a great book. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't buy it in my collection, though. I'm glad I have okay. it digitally. Hold on, hold on. I think you guys are both going way too high, and I want oh. I wanted an opportunity <laughs> to try to convince you to be more realistic with your ratings and stop <laughs> trying to be politically correct here. Let me ask you a question. Politically correct. If you <laughs> the JR, stakes have never been higher. Would not recommend this to a listener or a f- or a friend. How can you give it a six? Like I think that a six is craft. And I think that anything craft should be able to be recommended. And Jordan, you said if they knew what they were getting into, I would recommend it. Well, would you recommend this specific book? Or if they were looking for something like this, would you recommend a Deadpool book? Because I feel like if they were looking for something like this, I would point them towards Deadpool before I pointed them towards a story that's biting off of the original. Okay. Um, I'll go first. I think that that's a great point. Um, my Deadpool knowledge of what book to recommend wouldn't be the greatest. I think there is actually a book where Deadpool kills everyone, right? Like there's a book called yes. that where Deadpool kills everyone. Yeah. So like literally it's the, the exact same, same thing. It's, it's I just Deadpool really... going through all these storylines and inserting himself. <laughs> right, right. So like I'm not saying this is the best thing in the world. I'm saying it's uh, not tied to anything else. It's a standalone. It's a quick read. It's light. And I think... I enjoy Paul Shear's humor, and I thought he did a good job with the humor. I don't think it was a deep ass character, and yeah, he's not. Good. Deadpool is the same way though. Like he he has his own demons, I guess, but he's pretty much unstoppable. And it's a it's it's just like if Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, then there's no way topping that. But if Ryan Reynolds isn't Deadpool, I think Paul Shear's Ghost Rider can hold a candle to his his wit. But I don't think it's as good longevity wise. This is what I know. I know this is easy and fun and quick, and you're not going to be connected to it. And if you want something to lighten up the quarantine, pop this on for an hour and you'll have some fun. So I would recommend it, but I'm not going to make any promises that you're going to fucking be obsessed with it or love it. But it's a quick, easy read. And I think that's what they were trying to accomplish. Like it wasn't like it was the Cam Newton contract. I'm not trying to create a, a franchise here. Okay, Jordan sticks with the seven. JR, do you want to? I'm going to stick you... with the six because I've, I've read a three before. Um, in fact, I think we all have. I think um, the ex- League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was kind of a really Whoa. shitty book. 
at times. Um, <laughs> I disagree. Um, it's, that's Alan Moore, bro. You better watch I, it's, yourself. It's, I, I mean, he's it's, it's probably going to put a curse on me. Hate mail. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, better watch yourself. I disagree with that. For the listeners, I disagree with um, that. I've just I've read a three, and this wasn't a three. I actually did laugh out loud. Like, I mean, I'm on my phone like a geek that we can be sometimes, and just look at my phone this close and swipe. Oh, and laugh because it was really funny. So it's. It's hard for me to recommend a lot of books. Um, I would say, I mean, when people ask me, what should you recommend? You know, I'm always going to stick with, you know, this Spider-Man, this writer, this Batman, this writer, you know. Um, would I say Paul Shear, this writer? I don't know. Is it? I wouldn't put it in my collection. But I will say, with our trivia coming up, wouldn't it be nice to know this history book? Or have it in your arsenal. hey There are some great storylines you find out about. You don't get uh, the real story. You get a similar story. It's such an obscure thing. You'd be like, above others, have you heard of Cosmic Ghost Rider? Do you know what he did? Uh, I think Zach, that would be a good thing for me. Good point. Zach, I want to ask you this. What's your favorite slapstick comedy movie? Um, Slapstick? Define slapstick. Like physical Cheesy com- over comedy? the top, no hard, like, no like depth. Okay, I don't know if that's I don't even know if that's slapstick. Is that I not think slapstick? Is more like Dumb and Dumber, you know? Like oh. ready to rumble? Oh, for ready sure, to ready rumble. to rumble, dude. Okay, I also think okay. Dumb and Dumber is funny. Dumb and Um, I, I I mean Happy Gilmore. I like I like uh, Liar Liar. <laughs> liar Liar. So Jim Carrey is pretty awesome slapstick. Powers? Yeah. Awesome Powers. I is watched a lot of Awesome Powers. I used to, I used to love Awesome Powers. I think okay. if I had to pick one though, Ready to, I mean Ready to Rumble to me is like a classic, classic. Another com- one of my favorite comedies too. that I love too that I feel like not a lot of people talk about is Orange County with Jack Black. Yes. <laughs> oh, so Dude, good! I Soundtrack love is amazing. That movie, bro. We're that the same height. Amazing. That is neat. <laughs> that is neat. <laughs> love that movie, dude. Great pull. Great pull. All right, so you got some slapstick in your arsenal. I just think this was a very slapstick comedy, and I know that you love your your you you really pay attention to the writing and the character development and the heart and the story and the building of that. And this just doesn't have any of that, so it's very shallow reading. And I just I, I get that it's not appealing to you. I no um, I I dude I'm I'm gonna push back on that though because I think that I get that like it's easy to be like oh Zach just doesn't like comedy and lighthearted shit. <laughs> I don't think that's true, bro. Zach's like I feel bummer, like dude. I mean yes, do I gravitate towards like the darker stuff for sure? But I mean if I thought of like what's the funniest best comic I've read, I loved Kickass. I love that entire series. I, and yeah, but I, that's I, heart. And WrestleTopia depth. is really good. Throwing our WrestleTopia was really good too. Yeah, I WrestleTopia was very good. WrestleTopia yeah. is very slapstick. Yeah, for sure. So you so. like WrestleTopia more than Comic Ghost Rider? For Ghost sure, Rider. for sure, without a doubt. Wow. Uh, okay. Ed and Matt, good job. Shout out. Suspicious behavior. I and like be it. honest. I do. I'll be honest. I like WrestleTopia way better. Than like to me, it's like way better. Like way not better. even. I think. Oh, man. I, didn't, like, I think give it it's, like an eight or nine or something though. Like I, yeah, I think it's a better story. I think it's a better story. Yeah. Um, the only thing that makes this different is that it's a, you see your favorite characters in a different light, which is just like a unique experience. But no, as a story, I would think Rustopia is better for sure. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. That's that was a good point. hilarious. Like I was laughing out loud as well on that. that yeah, that's the me thing too. though. Like I was laughing out loud. Like if I. And it was an original concept. Yeah. Like I'm I feel like it's like a cop out to be like, oh like you know, 
this is the only way to write comedy comics. Like, no, it's not. It's not the like, only way to write comedy. There's but original just, comedy they comics They said, fuck the it, let's have like, this fun is, with... To me, this is, like, so whack. Like, you're just like, I'm going <laughs> to re- literally redo this Deadpool storyline, throw another face on the main character, and then... Give him like, call it a day. I just feel wish like... we had Vinny on right now. He would explain like the the differences between the two because I feel like there are some differences. I don't know, but I don't know. did you ever read that comics Jr. the where Deadpool kills everyone? Yeah, yeah. Is it how, what? Okay, what are the similarities? The, is there obviously the, the 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 way you read it is exactly the same. Um, like the way he talks, the way he you know uh, he's kind of going through this timeline. He's kind of fucking with shit. Um, my biggest, the biggest thing difference is there is a dark moment with Deadpool, just like in other, any other Deadpool books, there's like a dark moment here and there. Um, I mean, like when he's by himself, I mean, he's really going crazy. Like he's like, woohoo, you know, really bad. And, um, this, I would say, you know, this was, uh, um, like if, if we're going to give like this cosmic ghostwriter he would be like a level one of of uh, Deadpool's personality in that book. Like there was levels throughout. He's going crazy, and this was like level one. So I mean, there's a lot of similarities. Um, it, it's just a little different because you have you know, ghost. Uh, you know, just this. I mean, you're just. Ch- I mean, he's trying to change his time personally. I mean, Deadpool was such a cosmic. It was such a cosmic event. I think. I mean, I mean, he's like talking to cockroaches or something. If I remember right, so. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's close. Okay. It's close. And yeah, Jarrah's, I'd say, probably the nicest one out of all of us. And I feel like he's basically saying there's a, there's, it's very similar. Yeah. It's pretty close. All right. Well, after that, after that nod of comparison, I'm going to drop my score. <laughs> okay, because I've never read Deadpool Kills the World. And I, I hear both of you, and I am. I'm open to to your your views, and I think I'm a little disappointed that there wasn't an exact other storyline, and I'm a little disappointed that it was that similar. I was hoping it would be a little different, but if you read it and it's that similar, it's, it's really I'm going to drop close. my score. Yeah, it's pretty close. I'm going to drop it to a 5.5, and overall that puts us at a 4.8, which that's, is trash. That's the, uh, yeah. That, that makes – I feel like that – I'm happy with that rating as a as a unit. As a unit, we have we are doing the people a justice today. We have done a justice to the people today. I think that the art is okay. I think the art's pretty cool, and I think that the humor is funny. But it is just the exact same storyline, and I knew that already. I think I was the one that brought that up. But it it literally says Deadpool kills it. the Marvel universe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, come it's on. a cool concept. Yeah. If you're interested in the concept, read Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. You can yeah, also that's... read this, and it is fun. It's not terrible. It's just redundant because it's already happened a little bit. So this is probably a lot quicker and lighter read if you're not into the. Dark it's definitely stuff. lighter than the Deadpool. There's more. There's more murder in Deadpool. You know, it's much more slashery, <laughs> but um, guts and blood. Well, we're is big it... on dark here. We're big on blood. Um, we love. But it's this was more like a. I would say Deadpool's not version isn't a kid version. This is more of a kid version. They're like, hey, let's write a kid version of this Deadpool story, and I feel like this Ghost Rider. Yeah, 
he is telling his story, like bedtime story to his daughter yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and he and they they make a, a like a bank heist or like a huge bloodbath into candy and like every they're shooting Pez dispensers instead of pistols and stuff. So yeah, it is a much much more kid friendly story. That's a good point. So now I change my rating to a nine. So that's gonna make this <laughs> crap. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not for the kids here. Fuck all that. We're explicit. So no, we keep it at a four point eight. I think that's fair. It's a trash. Um, but if you do have kids that want to have some fun and read about Ghost Rider killing <laughs> about everyone, Cosmic Ghost Rider, straight <laughs> yeah. from hell. Uh, look no further. All yeah. right. So um, that is our episode. Do you guys, Jr. Do you have anything you want to plug uh, before we head out? Um, other than uh, Action City Comics. They're selling online now, which I am helping with. So we they deliver all over the United States, usually within the forty first, uh, not for the forty eight states. And um, why so forty eight, bro? If you're looking to what about the uh, what, the other two on the other side of the country? Hit me up. I see what I can do, and I'll, I'll get you a book delivered to your door. Just not gonna ship to Alaska. Last time, last time it's I tried expensive. to order a book from an, a comic book <laughs> store online, I just straight up didn't get the book. So yeah, that's I'll, I'm, I'll I'll try this, but I hope I get the book this time. I, you also I, live in Washington, where I Action will, City is. I but. will tell you that you, I guarantee you get the book because I'm actually the one shipping it. I'm, oh shit! I'm you have a JR guarantee. I got the Word. label maker. I will got you ship the, me like box. extra goodies and shit too? If the Gonzalez guarantee. Yeah, I'll ship you extra goodies. Sick, dude. Ooh, is, is that like a picture of you and like a thong? Nope. Your goodies? Nah, dude. No, I'm I good. Sign me up for a monthly subscription. <laughs> pick, pick of the month. Just I <laughs> want alternating pictures too. Just a JR calendar. <laughs> Canceling it. I've been working God. out. Canceling it in a heartbeat. Working out. <laughs> Zach, you got anything you want to plug, bro? Uh, no, nah, I'm good. I'm just looking forward to this Friday. Um, I think it's the ninth, right? Friday the ninth at mm. nine. PM Eastern at nine Eastern, so uh, six six our time Western PCT. Um, looking forward to it and uh, showing gonna gonna claim dominance and uh, tune in, tune in for a good cause and a good time on a on a quarantine Friday night, huh? Yeah, dude, we're literally gonna drink to save lives, and it's a win win for us because if we lose, we get hammered, and if we win, we're champions. So like, there's just nothing that can go wrong. And either way, it's everything. for a good cause. And it's for a great cause. So yeah. please watch. Help us black out. And the one good thing is we're, we're going to have a donation link on the stream as we go. And every $50 increment we hit, we're going to do a circle chug. So you can pay <laughs> to get us drunk. Yeah. And we're very excited about that. So yeah. it's going to uh, be on Yeah, so much for listening YouTube. on Facebook and YouTube. Yep. Uh, and we'll see you all Friday. See ya.